Welcome to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. I'm Tim Lance as we start a brand new week together. Top in the news this hour, though, one person killed, another injured in a shooting this morning at Fred Meyer in Richland, Washington. That's a little over 200 miles northeast of Portland. Police Commander Chris Lee says it all started with a conversation. Still an active investigation. Uh, we do not believe that there isn't per se a threat to the public. Uh, they, obviously, there was an interaction between these three, but we don't believe that he's actively out pursuing anybody. Police say an intense manhunt is underway for that suspect, who they believe to be a white man carrying a handgun at this point. Salem police say an officer shot and killed a driver after a short chase. This happened at Northgate Park just after 1230 this morning. Police say officers tried to pull over a driver for a traffic stop. That driver didn't stop and drove into Northgate Park and stopped in the middle of a field. That's when a confrontation started and at least one Salem officer fired, hitting the driver. The name of the driver, the Oregon officers also involved, have not been released at this point. The Oregon Health Authority announcing a new mask mandate rule today. It happened this afternoon, but it comes with a caveat. KXL's Nick Miller explains. That new indoor masking rule will replace the current temporary rule, which expires tomorrow. It makes indoor masking permanent, which really means it'll just be in place until it's revoked by OHA. And state health officer Dr. Dean Seidlinger says it will be removed no later than March 31st. We are making this announcement today is a testament to your collective efforts to stem the tide of the virus throughout the course of this pandemic. He says while new COVID-19 cases have dropped dramatically, hospitalizations remain high, making the new rule necessary for the time being. Our hospitals are still relying on more than 1,200 National Guard members and more than 1,000 medical professionals that Oregon has had to bring in from other states to provide needed patient care during this latest surge. OHA says once the indoor mask requirements are lifted, businesses can set up their own rules as they see fit. Nick Miller, FM News 101. It's 4.05 now on FM News 101 KXL. A follow-up now on a story we brought you before. The deadline to ship out 6 million rapid COVID tests to help fight Omicron was the end of January. But now it's February, of course, and Oregonians are still waiting for the tests, as KXL's Zanette Newell reports. The Oregon Health Authority is getting lots of questions. We've been asked the question, if Oregon ordered 12 million tests, where are they? How can I get one? Director Patrick Allen says he understands. I know many people are worried and frustrated because timely tests are hard to come by. The state missed its own deadline to have 6 million test kits out to help fight the Omicron wave by the end of January, but only sent 1.4 million. These are not the same test kits as the federal government's. Allen says many of the tests have gone to critical areas first, like hospitals. Now the health authority hopes to get millions more out by next week. For most of the pandemic, testing has been in short supply. Today, a COVID-19 test remains a scarce commodity across the United States, and it's no different in Oregon. Annette Newell, FM News 101. Staying cool during another heat dome like the one we experienced last summer is becoming a priority in the short, short session of the legislature. 
KXL's Mike Turner was there when one of the bills moved out of committee today. The bipartisan group of lawmakers unanimously supported a bill that would deliver air conditioners and air filters to homes in need. Oriana Magnera from the environmental justice nonprofit Verde testified that the state needs to act now to prevent more heat-related deaths like the ones that occurred during last year's heat dome. A diversity of communities experienced irreparable loss. Most people who passed away had no access to life-saving cooling devices such as air conditioning or heating and cooling pumps in their homes. Like many of the issues that come before this committee, the effects of the heat wave were deeply inequitable and most harmed the people least able to seek or afford relief. Other bills being considered is one that would allow renters to install their air conditioning, while another provides incentives to vulnerable households to purchase cooling systems. Mike Turner, FM News 101. A new report finds that a major earthquake could cause billions in damage in just a six-mile area of northwest Portland. We get more on that now from KXL's Grant MacHill. The area is known as the Critical Energy Infrastructure Hub. Today, more than 90% of all the fuel that's used in Oregon passes through that land. And when the big one comes, the soil under that land will loosen, shake like jello mold, send the CEI into the river, and with it, a chemical catastrophe. And so Multnomah County Chair Deborah Kafori is asking the Oregon legislature to pass Senate Bill 1567, which requires, amongst other things, risk mitigation plans. And in doing nothing, we would also be needlessly risking the lives of so many. Equipped with this information, inaction would be both practically foolish and ethically unacceptable. Grant Hill, FM News 101. I'm Tim Lance here on Portland's Afternoon News right now, 410 on FM News 101 KXL. Coming up at 416, a young freestyle skier from San Francisco decides to ski for the Chinese Olympic team. Since I was little, I've always said when I'm in the U.S., I'm American. When I'm in China, I'm Chinese. But her decision is not without controversy, and we will explain. We'd also like to hear from you. Then, what is next if Russia does indeed invade Ukraine? Well, that tops the list among our five things you need to know today at 419. Stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. Welcome back to Portland's Afternoon News. I'm Tim Lance. So, you know, among all of the athletes participating in the 2022 Olympics in Beijing, Eileen Gu has one of the most interesting stories, I think. The 18-year-old skier was born in the United States to an American father and a Chinese mother. Now she's making headlines, though, for her decision to represent China in the Games. Here's what she tells ESPN Asia about that choice. Since I was little, I've always said when I'm in the U.S., I'm American. When I'm in China, I'm Chinese. Sports are ingrained in youth culture in the U.S. Almost every American kid plays some sport at least one time in their childhood. Just kind of encouraging people through my participation in an extreme sport in China. It's unclear if Gu had to renounce her U.S. citizenship to ski for China, and she has not said. Now, all the while, she's making some pretty good money from sponsors in China with alleged ties to slave labor. And as you can imagine, she's getting pushback. This Fox News contributor actually sums it all up. It is incredibly ungrateful for her to betray, turn her back on the country that not just raised her, but, but turned her into a world-class skier with the training and facilities that only the United States of America can provide. For her to then turn her back on that in exchange for money is shameful. There you have it. 
Time now for the five things you need to know today, brought to you by Maiton Real Estate. Luxury service with exceptional results. Maiton Real Estate. Number five. The start of the Major League Baseball season seems to be seriously in jeopardy. MLB owners locked out players in December after both sides could not agree on a new labor deal. And at the time, the commissioner was pretty optimistic that a deal would be reached, but the two sides have since failed to reach agreement on any of their issues. Number four. Spotify now has taken down more than 110 episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast after criticism from a number of musicians and celebrities. They're responding to complaints about Rogan's past use of language around race in addition to his comments about COVID vaccines. Number three. The daily average of COVID cases in the U.S. continues to fall right now. The number of infections is down 61% since the January peak during the Omicron surge. The country's daily average is now just above 313,000 new cases. Number two. The federal civil rights trial for three former Minneapolis police officers charged in connection with George Floyd's death. It's continuing. The court had delayed the trial after the judge revealed one of the defendants in the case had tested positive for COVID-19. Number one. President Biden says the U.S. and our allies are in agreement on the consequences if there is a Russian invasion of Ukraine. We're in agreement that it cannot be business as usual if Russia further invades. During a White House news conference today, Biden also said that the U.S. and all of its allies are willing to continue diplomatic talks with Russia in an effort to avert war. And those are the five things that you need to know today.